0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Right Away Podcast. This is an intro to tell you that I made a big oopsie this week. And JP and I just got off of recording 35 minutes, basically three episodes, two Patreon episodes, and a public episode. And because we're using new software, I attempted something new, invited him a different way, and it recorded none of his part of the conversation. It only recorded my half. I was too upset to go back and say, hey, let's re-record right now. So instead of you getting that episode this week, we're going to share with you one of our exclusive Patreon episodes where we've been asking business questions inspired by the tarot cards that we're going through right now so normally we do a question inspired by the tarot that's on craft for the public episode and then a business question for our patreon and today you're going to get one of those business questions so i hope you enjoy (laughs) and next week we'll be back with book club we're reading rachel herons fast draft your memoir and then the next week after that we'll be back to normal episodes
1: Hello, friends. This is a special Patreon episode of the Right Away Podcast Journeying Through Tarot. This week's card is The Fool.
0: If you haven't listened to our regular episode, we describe in much more detail what our new focus is. But the short version is that we are going to be prompting ourselves to create a craft and business question based off of tarot cards. And we're starting with the major arcana going from zero to 20. Zero. <laughs> zero to hero. Bless my soul. goes on a the roll. Um, there's your special edition singing part of the podcast. But
1: it's 21, just so we know. Is it
0: 21? I was like, I know there's 22, so it goes zero to 21, but I don't trust my math. <laughs> zero to 21. um We may go further, we don't know, but we're at least going to do the major arcana. And um, over on the regular podcast, we had our craft question, which is how do you introduce your main character or world and show what they need to become without overloading the reader? And over here, we're going to have more business-focused episodes and probably a bit more personal info of like how that we're applying this to us and ourselves. So this goes pretty hand-in-hand uh, hand with our monthly review episodes and also might help us to keep our monthly card a bit more top of mind throughout the month. Hmm. Right. So The Fool. So if you listen to the other episode first, this part will be a bit redundant, but we're going to describe what The Fool is card stands for
1: so normally when this card is presented it is shown with a a person usually a man taking his first step off of what looks to be a cliff and usually there is some sort of a town below the key about this is it is the start of a journey and this is a character who is considered the quote-unquote fool to whatever the journey is that is ahead of him so he is or she or they Um, are these individuals who are at the precipice of something new. So upright, that means it's a new beginning. They show representations of in- innocence and spontaneity because they're just about ready to, to take that free first step. And they're also this free spirit. In reverse, it would be the opposite of that. So you have holding back recklessness and risk-taking. I really like this card because it, it shows all of the like opportunities and potentials that are just before you begin that first step that you take in a journey.
0: So now that we have that description, our question is How do you come into new projects and set yourself up for success? So, how do you do that, mm-hmm. Jofi?
1: Terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, This is is probably why I asked the question
0: (laughs) in our notes. The first thing I put is not knowing how to start is a natural part of the process. And for me, every project starts differently. There will always be, of course, some kind of things that I carry with me from, uh, to each new project, but part of the fun for me is doing things differently, and different stories need to be told different ways. And so, I will always come with a I don't necessarily know how to start this project because I do change it up fairly regularly.
1: Yeah, we're going to be honest here, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so my my dealio here is, you know, I see here, you know, step one, simply write your book. And I know I didn't didn't, didn't start that. That's not how I started things. I joined two podcasts. I am co-writing like 100 projects because I just clearly cannot do one thing at a time, which is great. I love it so much. Would I recommend it for other people? No, I would not.
0: Step one for 99% of people is to simply write your book is what I wrote down. (laughs) And then JP doesn't even fit into the 1% that I described in my notes. Like, I said the other 1% didn't start with the intention of writing a book, but created a platform of people who are interested in buying a book. And that's what sparked the idea for the book in the first place. And then there's JP, who's the 0.01%. Yeah,
1: I just basically surrounded myself with wonderful authors that I could collaborate with, that I could co-host with, and that I could write with. I don't know if I did this right, but I know that I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying the process. Well,
0: that's a great thing about being the fool is you don't know what's the right way. And I think that's actually a way better place of being than mm-hmm. knowing there's a quote unquote right way that's actually other people's way that you try and force yourself into.
1: Yeah, which... Like, I don't think I would have wanted to do this any other way because I've always been a proponent of community and I like collaborating with people. And so I know that this is a, like, how do you come into new projects? But really this was like, how do you come into your business and set yourself up for success? Mm -hmm. And I think that I came into it with the aspect of community so that I would be able to be not only someone that ideally other people would promote, but that I would be able to be built up enough that I could promote and present other people. Like we've had people come on here, Dana Kay to talk and, you know, a serial fiction show where bringing in other authors to spread their voice around. So that was my goal this whole time was to just build a really strong author community so that we could have a stronger outreach. And I would say it's been fairly successful, at least in what goal I had, which was to have an author community.
0: Yeah. I think that one of the things that most people fail to do is define what success looks like for them. And that's really hard because most people don't know what success looks like for them. I think all of us have more of an, have an intuitive understanding of it's that we have to confront at some point of what success really looks like for us. But most of us will have at the front of our head what success looks like to other people. And that's what mm-hmm. we start chasing versus what's actually gonna look like success for us. So for you, it was to have a community of people that are all excited about doing the same thing that you're excited about doing and supporting each other and like going on this journey as you know, the fellowship of the book. Um, fellowship of the story. Um, uh, for some reason, Lord of the Rings has come up so much today (laughs) and I love it.
1: It has. It's wonderful.
0: Um, Hobbit feet and elf feet, uh, like happened at some point off off recording, but when you first start, you, you often don't know what your version of Mm -hmm. success is. I think it's still useful to try and define it for yourself. And, but it's a constant exercise. It's something I come back to regularly saying, okay, what is my definition of success? right now and how is it different from before? Um, because you know when I started publishing my definition was to like be able to pay my minimum way in life. Mm-hmm. And then it was to like make as much money as I could to get us out of debt and then make as much money as I could so that we could do really fun things. And then it got back to like, okay, now I just want as much passive income, not like churning the wheel income to just have that so I can focus on the projects that I really enjoy. And it's just been a constant change.
1: And I think, I think we started this from two different angles and Yours was, you had a pain point where you needed money. That was at least when we discussed, that was one of the the pain points for you. Whereas for me, like that was always something that I wanted this to turn into, but I haven't had that pain point where like, I hate the day job so much that I need to leave, I may not like it sometimes just because I'm complaining and I want to be a full-time author someday. But at the same point, like I don't hate what I do in the day job. So I was able to not have that need be so pressing and instead be able to focus on that community building, which became very overwhelming very quickly, but I still love it.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. And one of the the aspects of the fool is, is like engaging in that risk. Like it can be a negative thing, risk-taking, but risk-taking can also be a really positive thing. And Mm -hmm. for me, like I didn't have a job and I was applying to go back into tech work, which I just did not want to do. I love programming and I loved the work I was doing, but I really hate the environments that that work tends to happen in. I really didn't want to go back to an office. I just had a kid, like he was under a year old. Like I didn't want to do that. And so in a lot of ways, I was very reckless in throwing all of my energy into pursuing the writing when it showed any signs of success and, but it paid off. And if I'd known all of the difficulties that would follow from that, I might not have chased it as hard as I did, but I'm really glad I did. Cause I'm at a place where I really love.
1: Definitely. With setting yourself up for a like successful business and a new project, I think Mike money, money always has to come up mm-hmm. and I'm very middly conservative about my money. I would say, uh, sometimes you are not make... a
0: high risk human, sir.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that the thing for me is there are wonderful, shiny objects that we can all chase and very expensive things that we can all get, but that's not responsible. <laughs> and yeah. there's someone out there that needs to hear that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the... I think one of the things, so the, I think the two things I would recommend anybody beginning of business, um, particularly in the writing business need to be aware of is one, what is your evolving definition of success and why, like, why is that your definition of success? What does it mean to you? But also be aware of your relationship with failure. If you take a big risk and you're expecting a big return and it doesn't pay off, how will you handle that? if you can prepare for your failure ahead of time, like expect the failure rather than the success so that it doesn't kill your joy or stop you in your tracks, that can be really helpful. I did not expect success with the first book that I put out. And so it was just astounding when that did take off and it did have success. But if I had high expectations, and I've had a lot of people in my life who are high expectors, and then they crash really badly when things don't work out, depths of despair. So you need to know that about yourself and engage your your risk uh, appropriately. And I would say, for anyone, don't be reckless with resources you can't recover. And that's going to yeah. be different for everyone. Like, it might be money, it might be family time, it might be your health. Leaning more into the joy of writing or doing the business. If you love the business part, I do, um, more than the desire to be financially successful will often lead to a better balance in your resources. Cause you're not going to spend more than you have in any of your resources out of fear.
1: Yeah. I would say don't gamble on any resources that you're not willing to lose more than you gambled mm-hmm. unless you have no choice and even then that's not for me but i know that there are some people that 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 they do this and that's their choice but i think that's really important for me is to not gamble on something that you could lose because especially when you're talking about like what is it you want out of this if you want like fame and riches this isn't the conversation for you but i think that if you have this base level of success of just meeting your needs anything above that is positive it's good. It's nice to have that. Instead of being like, I can live off of 40,000 a year, but you know I didn't get 60,000 this year. Mm, is that really the, the negativity that you want? Or is it the fact that you got your base level needs and anything above that is a positive? So I think that it's also that mindset of making sure that you're appropriately setting yourself up and that you're not just preparing to judge and, and be nitpicky about every little aspect
0: I think uh, one of the things that we'll talk about as we go through the next few cards is that from the full for through and through the first like few stages, you have this high youthful energy when you are starting something new for the first time, and you should absolutely take advantage of that, but recognize that does not last forever. At some point, you burn mm-hmm. out of that that starting energy, that youthful energy and then you have to move into sustainability.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's. I cannot think of anyone that I have talked to that has always had this wonderful starting energy from the day they were born until the day they died. Everyone always has moments of chaos, moments of darkness, moments of sadness. And you have to be aware that 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 could come. You can't control a lot of things outside of your life and they can impact you. And I think that having the mindset and the care to know that you may be overextending yourself is good to have and to think of even in this stage. Yeah. If you have, if you're like me and you put all these expectations on knock 20% of it off.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think my recommendation would be, be aware you're probably going to need to slow down at some point, but don't let that hold you back from working with joy fueled energy. And it's, it's a balance. And like in this stage, Mm -hmm. you often don't yet know what's going to be too much. And I think it's, it's okay to overextend yourself in this phase a little bit, just recognize, and this is like the understand your relationship with failure that at some point you're going to have to step back from some things that you really want to do because the energy will run out.
1: Yeah. This was a conversation from Roland, I believe. Yes, Roland. In, about in the SSS
0: mastermind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he was also on Creator Dad. And it's really been making me think about like the health part and aspect about like new projects, because I am one to be like, I will sit here for five hours and work on this project. But even adding and in, incorporating in moments of movement and taking those breaks within a day is just so nice. Like yesterday when I was at the day job, I was just like, I never take the 15 minute breaks that we're supposed to be taking. And I just went outside and walked. And then I came back five minutes later and I was like, ah, that was amazing. Why don't I do this more? Because it breaks up the day. It allows you to get that moment of movement. And I think that if we incorporate that into our business and into our projects, the the fact that we, because we're starting this new project, doesn't mean that we're going to work on it every moment of our waking lives. And that if we actually take in moments of you know, caring for ourselves, we will be more set up for success in the future.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, friends. Thank you so much for joining us as we lean into more of our woo-woo side in directing these questions. Um, hope to make them applicable uh, to daily life as well, to the daily yeah. writing life. But yeah, see you later.